praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Isn't it wonderful to be able to praise the Lord and to thank the Lord for all the blessings that, that He has bestowed upon us? And uh, we want to. I want to talk to you just for a little while. I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures today, and uh, every one of them uh, would be worthy of a sermon. I'm going to try to keep from preaching every one of them I give you, uh, so. Uh, so you don't have to sit here and agonize while all that you're smelling all that good food back there. Uh, but at the same time, we want to honor and glorify our Savior, our Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. We we want to thank all of you that are here. And uh, once again, we will have a, a meal following today's uh, service. And uh, you just be uh, feel welcome to come and join us. If you didn't bring anything, that's fine. You brought yourself. That's good enough for us. So just uh, come on back there. There's plenty of food. Yep. If we had twice as many people, that'd still be plenty of food. Yeah, so that, yeah. that tells you a lot, doesn't it? If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Colossians. Book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 15. I'm going to read a single verse there. Then we're going to go uh, and talk about some things that uh, we need to be thankful for. You know, when you ask a child today what they're thankful for, they usually start off with mommy and daddy and the doggy and all that stuff. And, we teach them at an early age and that we do need to be thankful for family. All of us need to be thankful for family. But there's nothing more important in our lives than Jesus Christ. There's nothing more important in our lives than a relationship with a Savior who will take us to glory. The most important decision you'll make ever in your life is when you yield your life and your heart to Jesus Christ and allow Him to fill you with His Spirit. The most That'll be the most important decision and that'll be the only decision in your life that will take you to glory. Amen? Amen. Nothing else will get you there. Nope. Only that decision you have made with Him and for Him and allowed Him to, to live and abide in you and you abide in Him are the only things that's going to get you there. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how big your family is. I don't care how much money you've got. I don't care how much prestige you have. I don't care how big your house is. I don't care. Nothing will get you in heaven except the relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So on this Thanksgiving holiday, it's imperative to us that we are thankful for all the blessings that we have. But let's be most thankful for the one who deserves it all. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to be looking at Ben, what we're thankful for today. And I want to talk to you just for a little while about God's purpose, about his plan, about his provision, and about his power. Now that's four Ps, and I don't do that very often. It just worked out this way for me uh, today. I'm not a, uh, a theologian, so I, and I don't know much about preparing stuff. I just try to speak what the Lord shows me to speak. So this is what he gave me for today. So, uh, so y'all uh, bless the Lord as, as we study this. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to thee which also you are called in one body. And look at this last, this last part. Be ye thankful. Father, thank you for your word. Bless it to our hearts, God. And we're going to give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to be talking first about the promise of God. We need to be thankful that God made us a promise. God didn't make this promise a few days ago. He made it even a few years ago. He made it almost in the very beginning. 
when uh, Eve sinned and, and he was pronouncing judgment on uh, the curses that was going to befall us because of man and because of woman, he also put a curse on the devil. Amen. And as, as he spoke uh, to Satan in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, he said, I will put enmity between you and this woman. And between the, her, thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So in the very beginning, in the first part, uh, uh, when Adam and Eve sinned against him, he gave us a promise. That because sin had separated, sin had taken them out of the Garden of Eden, that he made us a promise that he was going to make a way for me and you. And it was going to come through the woman. It wasn't going to come through the man. Amen. That's why Jesus Christ had to be born of the virgin. He didn't have an earthly father. He has a heavenly father. Amen. And so this is the promise. This is the beginning of the promise. And this promise carried on to Genesis chapter 12. Once he gave, uh, gave this promise, then he picked a man. This man's name was Abraham. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. Listen to what it says. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. I will make thy name great. Amen. And thou, and I will make thy name great. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee, all of the families of the earth will be blessed. So now he has promised a redeemer uh, to Satan. He told Satan, he said, I'm going to bring a redeemer. She's coming through the woman. Now he has picked a man. And he said, through your seed, all of the nations of this world will be blessed. He didn't come just to bless the Jewish people. He came to bless every single man, woman, and child on this planet. Amen. Amen. Every nation, every kindred, and every tongue. And y'all, one of these days when we get to glory, we're going to see the fruit of what he promised us. Amen. The Bible says in Revelation that he looks up and he sees them coming. Amen. And he says they are from every nation, every kindred, and every tongue. Amen. The promises of God are true. And we need to be thankful that God has made us a promise. Amen. God, we live our lives and some of us look like we've been eating green persimmons and chewing on green pine straw. We ought to be the most joyful, glad, holy people in the world because we have a promise that was made to us by a Savior and He can do everything He promised. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. You know what will make null and void the promises of God to you? Do you know? I'll tell you what it is. It's not believing in Him. Not receiving Him. Not believing His Word. Not receiving His power. Not receiving the promise that He has for you. Amen. And we live our lives all the time defeated and wondering what went wrong. We don't have to live that way. Amen? We do not have to live that way. So, not only does He, he give us this promise, He explains where this promise is coming from and who it is it is for. And I'm glad that he included all the nations of the earth, aren't you? I'm glad that he didn't just come to save the Jews. I'm glad he came to save us stinking, old grungy, low-life Gentiles. Amen? Amen? Aren't you glad that he did that? Praise Amen. the Lord. You know, and it was made plain in the New Testament when Jesus Christ got there. Isaiah talks about that there will be a light to the Gentiles. 
But in, in Luke chapter 2, verse uh, 32, there was an old man that was promised that he would see the consolation of Israel, that he would see the Savior of the world, that he wasn't going to die until he saw this one. And when they brought Jesus into the temple to perform the ceremonies on him, guess what? This old man had been uh, covered up with the Holy Ghost. He, was, he just had the Holy Ghost dripping off of him. Amen. And he knew that Jesus was in the building. He didn't know what he looked like. He knew he was he, he knew he was brand. When he went in there, he was a baby. Can you imagine? That didn't bother that old man. He got so excited because he knew that he was witnessing the promise that God had made to him. Amen. Hallelujah. And one of the things that he said as he spoke about Jesus, he said, as he saw him, he said, he is a light to lighten the Gentiles. Hallelujah. That old man knew that. Amen. And the glory of his people, Israel. Simeon knew and included Israel, and he included the Gentiles also. Something that was unheard of or even unthought of at that time. But this old man knew it. Why? Because the Holy Ghost had revealed it to him. Amen. And he knew what was going on. So we look at that and we see the promise of, uh, of God, and we're, we're thankful for the promise of God. But I'm so thankful that God gave a lot of this forethought. Amen. You know, we sometimes think, well, God just does things. <laughs> You know what? He started planning this way back in Genesis, and it's still in it's still in action. Amen. Amen. It's still going on. It's not a forethought. <laughs> it is something that is by His design, and so this promise has a plan to go with it. And I want to read to you from Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine. Some of you can quote me this verse. It's a very important verse, and it's something that we need to know because it tells the thoughts of God for me, for me, and you, for us. What does God want for you? What does he want for you? Listen to what he says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 13. He said, For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts, listen to this, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Amen. You know what that expected end is that the Father has for me and you? You know what He expects to do for us? He wants to take us where He is. He wants to give us a place in His kingdom. He wants to give us a mansion in glory. Amen? He wants to us to have the end that He expects for us. Guess who that's up to? It's up to every one of us to believe it and receive it or reject it and deny it. It's up to us. Amen. And so this is what He has given us. He also says in this that He said, uh, He said, you shall seek me. Now this is really Old Testament right here. And you shall, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, this is what He said. He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Amen. The promise that was given, the thoughts of God that was given to us by Jeremiah, is given to us again by Jesus Christ. Amen. 
the same exact words. Amen. Praise God. Don't think God didn't have a plan. It's from the beginning to the very end. Amen. And that plan is not changed. It can only be fulfilled. Amen. Glory to God. And where we fit in that plan is up to us and what we choose in this life. That's why we need to be thankful to a holy God above all else that we're thankful for. When we give thanks on Thursday for Thanksgiving holiday, the first one we need to thank is Him. Amen. The first one we need to give glory and honor to is Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for being our God. Thank you, Lord, for your promise. And thank you, God, for your plan. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what we have in Him. And Jesus said also in John chapter 10 and 10, he, he added to what the Lord God had said about his thoughts of peace and his thoughts of prosperity. He also says, Jesus said in John 10 and 10, well, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. Amen. Jesus don't want you to live in the shell. Jesus don't want you to live hidden. Jesus wants you to have a good time, but he wants you to do it according to his will and not in sin. We have gotten a good time confused with sin. How did we do that? We have got being happy confused with doing everything we want to and getting by with it. How did we get there? Preach it, amen. That's not the joy of the Lord. That's not the Lord. The Lord didn't may give you something to be happy about to sin with God's not happy with sin and listen to me when God's not happy with you you're not going to be happy you can fool yourself all you want to you can let the devil tell you it's okay when it's not if you want to Eve fell for that and she was cursed because of it amen don't fall for that Jesus said I came to give you life I came to give you not just life, I came to give you eternal life. And I came to give you a life that you can live on in this world that's abundant and clear. But we have to be thankful to Him and give Him all the glory for that. Amen. So He gives us a promise. He has a plan for us. He also has made provision for this promise <coughs> and this plan. One of the scriptures that we can most all of us quote from, from our mind and our hearts John 3.16 This is the, the picture of the provision that He gave to us for God so loved the world that He gave us His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ is the provision that He has given us to accomplish His plan to accomplish His promise. Us. Amen? Amen. Amen. And let me tell you what. Jesus Christ gives us more. He always has. He always will. Galatians chapter 4 uh, verses uh, 4 through 6. If you want to turn there, you can. If you don't, just uh, you, can, you can write this down and read it later. Listen to what this scripture says. Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through I'm going to go ahead and read 4 through uh, seven. It says this, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. 
When the time was right. You want to know why Jesus came when he did? Because God said, it's time, son. You know what's going to bring him back to get us? When God says, it's time, son. We ought to be thankful for that. So, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, the promise that he gave in Genesis 3, 15. Here it is. Amen. He said to redeem. Look what he came for. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, Amen. crying, Abba, Father. You know what the Holy Ghost is? Do you know who he is? He's the spirit of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we got to have him. Amen. Amen. Because it is the provision to, to, to accomplish the promise and the plan of God that we must have in our lives. And he said, and because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm a son of the holy God because of my relationship with the provision of God in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so simple. When you think about it, it's so simple when God shows it to you, amen? When we think about how what we need to be thankful for, this is the utmost of our thankfulness right here. This is who we need to be thankful for and to for everything that we have. Amen. Praise God. So this is the provision of God, amen? And so uh, when you look at the, the others now, you, this is, this is the, the promise, the plan, the provision. Now we need to know about the power of the promise. Amen? Because let me tell you what, without the power of the promise, you can't live the plan. Amen? Without the power of the promise, you cannot live the plan that God has for you. It's impossible. It's very impossible. So we need to look at these, these scriptures very closely about what it says. The power of the promise. Luke chapter 24, verses tw uh, four, verse 49. And Jesus said this. He said, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's what he said. Amen. Now listen to me. This people, these people had walked with Jesus for three years. They had seen him persecuted. They had seen him beaten with many stripes. They had watched them crucify him, and yet they had seen his resurrected body, spoken to him, ate with him, talked to him, and touched him, and now they were fixing to watch him go up into glory, and guess what? It wasn't enough. Come on. Listen to me. It wasn't enough. They didn't have what they needed. They had what they needed to get them through a few days. But they didn't have enough what they needed for a lifetime to live for Him. That's right. Amen. Amen. You can't live for Him for a life without the power. Amen. Amen. Without the power of the promise. So this is what He said. Acts chapter 1 and 8 tells us that, that uh, you shall receive power. How? When? After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
Amen. Without the Holy Ghost, you do not have the power. You cannot live the abundant life. You cannot live pleasing to God no matter how hard you try. You can't understand God. You can't understand the Word of God. You can't understand what God wants from you because you have no relationship because He does not abide in you. Amen. We must have that abiding presence of God in our hearts. And we have it through Jesus Christ. It is the Spirit of Christ that is the Holy Ghost. And so let's look at the Scripture from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4, verses 6 through 10. Listen to this Scripture. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, listen to this, hath shined in your hearts. Hallelujah! How did he do that? Because you're filled with the Spirit. Amen? Amen. And the Spirit is in you. Amen? And he, and he says, He has shined in our hearts to... Now listen to this. He has the, he shined, He's in there for a purpose. To give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We are here filled with the Spirit because of the promise, because of the plan, because of the provision. We must have this power to accomplish this goal. Amen. Amen. He goes on and he says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What is that treasure? It's the Spirit of Christ. It's the Holy Ghost that dwells in an earthen vessel. That's me and you, by the way. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Listen, for this reason, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. There's too many Christians trying to live for Jesus on their own power and they can't do it. Amen, brother. There's too many people looking for a pat on the back because they're doing so good in Jesus, but they're not getting it. Do you know why? Because it don't mean anything without right. the glory of Christ. Right. Amen. Amen. We are troubled and he goes, when he says this, this is, boy, this is a real kicker why we need this power. We really, really need this power because we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now listen to what goes on here. And every one of us in this room, how many of you have lived trouble-free all your lives? How many of you has never had a problem, has never had an issue, has ever felt like, I just, I'm going to give up, I'm going to quit. And a lot of people have quit trying to live for Jesus with that attitude. You know why? Because they need some power. Yeah. They need to get rid of that regular gas when they get them some high-octane ethyl. Amen. Yeah. They need to get rid of the wine and the booze and the alcohol <coughs> and get them some Holy Ghost is what they need. Yeah. Hallelujah. We need to be under the influence of the Spirit of God. And what we are, look at this. He says, but... This is why we need this power. It's because we are troubled on every side. That's right. That means he didn't tell you you wouldn't have troubles. He didn't tell you it'd be easy. He told you you're going to have them. Uh -huh. We're troubled on every side. Hallelujah. But because we have the power, we're not distressed. <coughs> Uh-oh. Right. That's what he said. I didn't say it. He said it. He says we are troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. You know why? Because we got some power in us and we know God's in control regardless of what's going on around us. And we are perplexed. 
That means we're confused. We, we don't know what to do. We're all wishy-washy. We don't know where to turn right or left. We don't know where to say yes or no. We don't know whether to do it or don't do it. We're perplexed. But we're not in despair. You know why? Because that power within us says we can call upon the name of the Lord and say, Lord, which way do I need to go? Lord, what do I need to do? Lord, do I need to do this? And he will answer you. Because you know why? Because you've got the power. You've got the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Ghost living in you. That's why when you seek Him, you can find Him now. Amen? That's why when you ask Him, He'll give you an answer. Amen? Amen. We need this power to go with this provision and this plan and this promise. And then he, he don't stop there. He says, not only are you going to be troubled, not only are you going to be perplexed, but you are going to be persecuted. Yep. You know what? We ain't seen persecution yet. Amen. Listen to me. You've seen the beginning of it. We're seeing the beginning of it in our nation. Now, you ain't seen nothing to what's coming. Listen to me. We got little children back there in the nursery. We got, we got children in children's church. You know what you've seen since you were a child? What are they going to see? What are they going to see? So what's imperative is for us to show them Jesus Christ. Because with them, without him, they don't have a chance in this world. They don't have a prayer to overcome. We need to be sure and tell them in our youth Amen. that Jesus Christ is the answer Amen. that they must have. The one that they must <laughs> know. He says, because you're going to be persecuted, but you're not going to be forsaken. You know what? One of the greatest promises Christ gives us: I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. No matter where you are, I'm going to be there too. He didn't say it was going to be pleasant. When Paul and Silas was beaten and thrown into that prison, it wasn't a pleasant experience for them. But you know what they knew? He was there too. Not only did they know he was there. He had been beaten and persecuted just like they were. Are we going to be strong enough when we get to that point in this country to still believe? Come on now. Are we going to have the power that they had? That they, they would not deny Jesus Christ? No matter how those people threatened those men, those women, they would not deny him. Why? Guess what? All of them hadn't even seen him. But they had the power within them to overcome. Listen to me. Overcoming the world ain't about conquering the world. That's the Lord's work. And he's going to do that. 
As a matter of fact, he already had because he'd already said he would. Our job is to make sure we're not in that conquered world. That we're in the overcoming part of the world. Amen. So he says, persecuted but not forsaken. We are cast down. There's a lot of you ain't happy about the way some things go. There are people in this room right now that ain't happy about some things, the way some things are going. Not only in life and not only at work, not only at home, but in the church too. There's some of But he said, don't be cast down. Amen. He don't tell us everything's going to go the way we want it to. Amen? Amen. We need to get with the program and be thankful that we're even a part of his church. Amen. Preach it, brother. He said persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. And look at this. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest where? In us. In us. When people see us, they need to see Christ. And if they don't, there's something wrong with our relationship. Amen. Amen. So, how do I get this power? How do I get this power? Well, it's simple. It's always the same how you get it. You know how it is? You come to Jesus. It don't get any simpler than that, does it? You simply come to Jesus. Remember what Christ said, come unto me, all you who labor are heavy laden. What's bothering you? What's troubling you? What's holding you down? Come unto me. And he made a promise to go to that beautiful little scripture right there, Brother Steve. He said, and I will give you something. What is it? I'll give you some rest. Yes. Cast all your cares on me. Give me all your burdens. He's Christ. He's God. He's Jesus. He can handle me. We can't. We try to carry them. We just get down, but we can't go anymore. We just stumble and fall. And y'all, that's why we need each other. Amen. That's why we need the church. That's why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And we can't be too full. Hello? That's right. That's right. You, you can't be too full. Amen. You're supposed to be so full that it pours out of you. That's right. Amen. The Bible said it's supposed to spring forth from us like living water. It's supposed to get people wet when they walk by us. When they feel the presence of God and they walk by you and they see something different about you. What is it? It's Jesus Christ that dwells in you. And He's shining out of you like a beacon and a light. Are you perfect? Mm -mm. But you're His. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're his. Amen. And when he does what he says he does, 
when he does the promise and the plan and the provision and gives you the power, he writes your name down. Amen. <laughs> he puts it in his book. Amen. And you're there, brother. Amen. You're his. <clears throat> and if we live a defeated life, mad, grumpy, messed up all the time, that's our fault. Not his. We need to start putting him first. And all that stuff that's bothering us, put it way back there on the back burner. And when we get ourselves right with him, listen to me. When we get, this applies to me. Did you know how often I, myself, have to go off and get myself right with God? You know why? Because all the rest of you start looking wrong to me. And that's a good indication that you're not right yourself. And I can't change any. Bob, I can't change you. Preach it, brother. That's it. He can. Amen. There's only one that I can change and only one that you can change. And guess who that is? Go look in the mirror and you'll see who that is. <laughs> and when we get ourselves right with Jesus Christ, whoo, glory. He'll give you the weather with all, the power that no matter what comes at you, no matter what dark Satan throws at you, no matter how hard the wind blows, how big the thunderclouds are, you're still walking in the light. And the grace and mercy of the Holy God because the power is in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's been a many a person who the world has fallen in on top of their head. And they were great people of God. Remember what Job said. <coughs> When his wife told him just curse God and die. He done lost everything. But her. Because see she, she and him were one. And she come by. Because see she lost everything too. And he's still trying to love God. Worship God. God smote him with swords. And he's laying there with a pot. pot chair scraping his body with ashes all over him. He's a pitiful looking sight. But he had something. Amen. <laughs> he had something. He had something that the rest of them around him didn't have. He had the Holy Ghost upon him. He had some power. He had God looking at him, daring the devil to do anything to him. And he looked at his wife and she told him to curse God and die. And you remember what he said. The Lord giveth. And the Lord taketh away. And he took away a lot. But then he said, Blessed be the name of God. That's the power that the Holy Ghost gives me and you. Are you full? <coughs> or do you need more of it? 
Sometimes the world will beat us down when we need more power. Any of y'all ever got that, got these little tools that's battery powered and you're drilling and you do this and do that? What happens to them is the batteries start getting lower and lower. You're using them. You're working and you've done use the power up. What do you got to do? You got to charge it. We need to charge ourselves. The Holy Ghost has still got all the power. <coughs> we need to charge ourselves. You plug in to the power source. You come to Jesus. You come. Come to me. Would you stand? I know you're hungry. I want you to make sure today that you're thankful. I want you to make sure today <coughs> that you're filled, <coughs> that you know the promise, the plan, the provision, and that you have the power to make it to that expected end that our Father told Jeremiah about. Are you ready for that?